where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. It was the very early fall when the decision was made to have a Hard Choices sermon series for Lent. And never, ever could we have imagined that right now we'd be living in a time when the hard choice of quarantined living is necessary for some people. Or when isolation is prescribed for some people. Needing to stay in place for the sake of themselves and the safety of others. And this is a road that we're all navigating right now. Our story today is about a different time and a different road, but there are some similarities. It was a time when migration was necessary, when it was essential to move out and to travel across borders for food in a time of famine. And in this moving out, those who were traveling, I'm sure that they expected to encounter the pandemic of xenophobia. If they didn't encounter it in the other where they were headed, they brought it with them <clears throat> because it was, it was wildly practiced and present. People of Bethlehem and Judah Bethlehem of Judah and Moab, by reputation, were not aligned. Scripture represents the people of Moab as enemies of Israel. And I wonder what the writings from the people of Moab say. At issue for Israel, and this is typically the case in Scripture, was the concern about other gods and purity. As a kid, it reminds me of the cootie factor. The narrative thread that keeps playing out in the story of God's family is, I will lead you out and bring you back. Wherever you go, I am with you, and you are with me and following my ways of life. I scratched out the word laws because it seems like the laws of God keep getting refined to take into account the essence of what this expansiveness of God is and the revelation of our understanding of what this is because the understanding of God's ways started out like this. But as you will see through stories like this one this morning, God's love keeps reminding us just how much we need to expand. So I will lead you out and bring you back. Wherever you go, I am with you, and you are with me and following my ways of life. And the essence of the covenant is that we are in this together, and we each have responsibilities. Ancient thinking seems to be more aligned with, if you aren't with me and following the same God and precepts for faithfulness, you're against me. Maybe that's not just ancient thinking. That's what makes the story of Naomi and her two daughters-in-law so extraordinary. The ethnic and religious boundaries that once separated and restricted Naomi and Ruth and Orpah have been transformed first through the impurity of blended marriage and in 
hesed, which is the steadfast love of Ruth. Naomi's ultimate wish for both women was that Orpah and Ruth would have social security, basically, which was found in ancient times in the house of one's husband or parents. In this case, blended marriage was instrumental when it came to an expanded understanding of God's steadfast love. And what did Naomi say? She said, turn back. Turn back to the house of your parents. Turn back to where you will be socially secure. It's a hard choice. Returning back was going home for Naomi. She was returning back to her homeland. And she was doing so with no guarantee of how she would be would be received with Ruth because Ruth is the foreigner who is now her companion. Keep in mind, this isn't the book of Naomi. This is the book of Ruth. Ruth rejects Naomi's urging and conventional knowledge, not to be confused with wisdom, but conventional knowledge, and becomes an agent of God's self-revelation. She speaks these words, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Matthew's gospel begins with the genealogy of Jesus, goes through all of his ancestors. And Ruth is mentioned by name. She is mentioned as an instrument of the birth of Christ in the person of Jesus a man who refused to be limited by the social restrictions of his day. Has said, steadfast love does not allow for these restrictions. Ruth was part of God's wide embrace that would now present a challenge of faithfulness for the people of Judah. How would she be received? And what would be required of her to have social security? That's the story with Moab. Um, No, what was his name? Boaz. I knew it was an Oaz. (laughs) Oprah, though also Orpah, Oprah, jeez. Honestly, I've been sniffing Purell all morning. I think it's... Getting to me. Orpah, though, I want to say a little bit more about Orpah because she also made a hard choice. She did stay in her homeland, or at least we think it's her homeland. And in doing so, had to say goodbye to her new family. Tradition teaches that Ruth made the faithful choice in choosing Naomi and the God of Israel, but I imagine there's another version of this story where Orpah also made a faithful choice. At the very least, she and her family was one of many who first received Elimelech and Naomi's family, and likely many others. These migrations in times of famine were not solitary journeys. They were the ones who received those who came in need of food. That sounds like faithfulness to me. 
The spreading of God's love happens in both Moab and Judah in turning back to what is primary, in turning back to what is fundamental. The necessary precautions are in not being too quick to judge or to dismiss the one who stayed or to celebrate and cheer on the one who left. I'm not sure there's just one way. Each must make the hard choice of where the fundamentals of steadfast love compels them to go. We cannot wash our hands of responsibility to those who arrive at the borders of our understanding and comfort. Those borders, those limits, are always being pushed out. That's the movement of God's way, of God's family. We cannot let the pandemic of prejudice and fear of the other or fear of scarcity lead us into isolation. Whether the presenting symptom is hunger or thirst or imprisonment, homelessness, illness, grief, environmental shifts, or something else, God's steadfast love requires that we embody humble service and steadfast love. Once you've experienced humble service and steadfast love, there is no turning back. There is simply, and not always simply, not always simply, the call to choose and rechoose. God's wide embrace of grace, which really does make all the difference. We the people are the journey. Friends, go forth in the love of God. Go forth with hope and joy and with the assurance that God's wide embrace of grace is before you to light your way, behind you to encourage you, above you to watch over you, beside you to befriend you, and within you to bring you peace. May that peace be with you this very moment and in all the moments to come. And let us say together, Amen.